Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio-Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the Dean and Founder of Directions University at DirectionsUniversity.com and the co-founder of Divisio, the all-new affiliate network for people in all niches who are doing good in the world. We have got a fantastic show lined up for you guys today. I'm actually really looking forward to talking to our guests. We've got my co-host and co-founder, Jack Humphrey, the Associate Dean of Directions University, joining us. Hello, Jack. Do I not have you unmuted properly? Let's try this again. Hello, Jack. Hello. Unmuted. (laughs) Yay. Well, we have our first ever guest that we've been introduced to through Interview Valet. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit more about who he is, Jack? We have Dr. Phil Carson, Philip Carson, president of Carson Natural Health, co-founder of Life Transformational Medical Center, and is a pharmacist who thinks outside the box of traditional medicine. He believes in helping people find their natural alternatives and integrative medicine solutions to their health problems and is committed to leading people to find the root cause of their health problems and not just treating the symptoms. Philip is passionate about encouraging and teaching people how to live more balanced, healthier, and vibrant lives. He, he believes in equipping people with the knowledge to make the right choices for optimal health. Dr. Carson, thanks for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much, Jack and Gina. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on with you guys today. You know, I've got one simple question. Where in the heck have you been for the last 20 years when I was spending $40,000 a month for 10 years on medication? (laughs) Well, don't feel too bad, Gina. You're not alone. There's uh, so many more out there that have gone down the same road. Well, at least I've found you now. Yeah. So take it away, Jack. Well, we'll start you off like we do everybody. Uh, what is the big thing that gets you out of bed in the morning lately? Uh, the big thing that gets me out of bed in the morning uh, lately is uh, is a personal trainer uh, that I'm working with uh, that uh, uh, gets me up early uh, and uh, has me working out uh, three, four mornings a week. But uh, other than that, uh, uh, what I do uh, – for a living or what I do uh, that is my life, part of my life, and uh, is working with people and coaching people to better help. Uh, I love doing that, love working with people and teaching them things about health and about life uh, that they don't know, that uh, they wish they had known years ago, like Gina said. And, uh, you know, just the reward of seeing somebody uh, take the recommendations that I give them, put them into, into action, and see their life uh, completely change. Uh, that's what gets me up and going. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, how do you um, 
tell us a little bit about your business and and how you um, attract the kinds of people you like to work with. Okay. Well, I have uh, Carson Natural Health uh, that I've had for uh, several years, and uh, I just co-founded with a, a doctor friend of mine, a medical doctor here in our uh, community, the Life Transformation Medical Center. We just opened back in March of this year. But uh, as a pharmacist, uh, I've been a pharmacist uh, since 1985, and I was trained mm-hmm. as a traditional pharmacist. pharmacist. Uh, went to work right out of school working for a big chain uh, store. And uh, two years two years in, uh, I was ready to give it up, ready to quit pharmacy altogether. Uh, I was so burned out that, I, uh, that I'd had enough. Because uh, one year in, they made me manager of the store because the manager quit. And major, major stress in my life. So I, uh, I learned... Uh, right off the bat, right out of school, uh, how uh, uh, detrimental stress can be to your health. Because mine, health even at a young age, my late 20s, uh, my health was not good. So I uh, uh, fortunately had a, young, had a gentleman that owned a small independent pharmacy in our town that had just opened up a, another store in a smaller town down the road asked me to come to work for him and, and manage that store for him. So uh, I said, absolutely. Uh, I've got to get out of this stress I'm in. Uh, I know this will be a, uh, a lot less stressful, smaller operation. Uh, so I jumped at the opportunity to do that and stayed in pharmacy. Uh, and I'm glad I did because uh, after a few years of working there, uh, people begin to come into the store. They begin to trust me, and they begin to come in the store and asking me questions about, natural medicine, about uh, alternative products, supplements of different kinds, herbal products. And um, I didn't know what to tell them because, uh, as I tell people all the time, and I was trained in pharmacy school back in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, as a traditional pharmacist, we were uh, taught the history of natural medicine, not the application of it. So mm-hmm. I didn't know how to answer these people's questions. So I set out on a journey to learn. I started taking courses, traveling all over the country, going to uh, taking courses, going to seminars, uh, different events where I could learn all that I could about natural medicine. Uh, uh, there was there were not any such thing as online courses back then. Uh, it would have made it a lot easier on me if that had been. But, yeah. Uh, uh, I made the effort to do the uh, the traveling and learn, and I started applying these things that I was learning to my own health, to my own life, and began to see dramatic changes, and uh, things uh, began to help uh, happen for me health-wise that uh, I got really excited about. And as I shared these things with the customers that were coming into the store asking me these questions, I began, got you know had the knowledge now to be able to answer a lot of their questions. And uh, I began to see them apply these things or take these certain supplements, nutritional products, alternatives, uh, and see their health change, their life change. And uh, it just uh, fueled the fire for me to learn even more and, and pursue uh, that area of health care even more. So uh, over the past several years, 
I have uh, continued on that journey, and I'm learning more and more every day. It's it's always something new to learn out there, and I love learning, and I've uh, I've been learning everything I can and applying it, and uh, had the the good fortune of uh, uh, being able to open this clinic with uh, Dr. Laura Washington back in March, and uh, we're uh, working together here to build a holistic, uh, holistic uh, practice, and uh, it's uh, it's been great. What uh, what is a holistic practice? What's that? Can I mean, you know, I know what that meant in the '90s, and I know what that meant in the 2000s. What's it mean today to be a holistic practice? Well. It means that we incorporate different types of, of therapies. Um, we're not just uh, stuck on uh, traditional medicine. We're not just stuck on natural alternatives. Uh, we can incorporate these. Uh, another word for it is integrative medicine or integrative practice. Mm. But we don't uh, we don't uh, look down on other types of alternative therapies out there and alternative practices if they can help somebody, if they can help restore someone's health, if they can give them their life back, give them their health back. Uh, so we uh, include uh, various types of therapies in, in what we do. So what do you think happens? Uh, I know you probably be able to describe this a lot better than I ever could. I, I always wonder about the meeting of Western and more ancient uh, medicinal practices. <laughs> um, you know, when Western and, and Eastern medicine collide, I imagine some pretty neat magical stuff happens there. Can you describe yeah. some, maybe tell a story about something that um, made you first realize how powerful that could be? Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, probably this story is one of the uh, the stories that really motivated me inspired me to continue pursuing uh, alternative therapies and, and my education in alternative therapies and uh, the pursuit of, of supplements and using supplements to improve our health. Um, back um, a few years after I had started down the journey to learn all these things I've learned about natural medicine, I had a patient or uh, she wasn't a patient at the time. She was the wife of the, of the patient. Uh, she came in the store with some prescriptions uh, for me to fill, and I filled them. I went out front to talk with her about them and tell her, you know, uh, the uh, normal things that, that we pharmacists talk to our patients about, about medications and side effects and the warnings and all those kind of things, and uh, went out to talk with her about it. And she told me that um, her husband was uh, home in, uh, in the hospice program. They had sent him home to die. Uh, she told me that he had congestive heart failure, end-stage congestive heart failure, and that he only had a short period of time left. Uh, and um, she, uh, she appreciated me talking with her. And, and I, as I was standing there talking with her, I remembered a, a uh, recent conference that I had been to where there was a cardiologist that was teaching about uh, a particular supplement that he used in his practice to help his heart patients. He said he put almost all of his heart patients on it. So I said, you know, I need to tell her about this. You know, even though 
they're telling her that her husband's only got a short period of time left. I'm going to tell her about it anyway. So I did. Told her about this particular supplement, the supplement called uh, Coenzyme Q10. And uh, she said, well, that sounds, you know, sounds interesting. Uh, I'm going to talk to my doctor about it. And she said, I'm a nurse, and I work for this uh, particular doctor, and I'll talk to him about it and see what he says. So a couple of days later, she comes back, and she says, I talked to him. He says, go ahead and give it to him. He says, it's not going to hurt. He's dying anyway. You know, what's it going to hurt? Try it. So, and he even recommended a dosage for her to try. So she got uh, a bottle of the of the CoQ10 supplement, took it home. A couple of day, a couple of weeks later, she comes back to the store to get another bottle, and she says, "I wish I had taken pictures before pictures of my husband, so I could show you the difference this stuff has made in him." She said uh, because of his congestive heart failure, he was swollen almost twice his normal size. Couldn't get out of bed on his own. Uh, she said today his swelling is almost gone, and he was able to get up out of bed on his own and go to the bathroom. And I said, wow, that's that's amazing. That's just, uh, I'm so happy to hear that. So she got another bottle. I don't know, a month, uh, month or so later, she comes back to get more. And uh, she says, uh, she called me out front. She said, come here, i got to tell you what's going on. So uh, uh, she said, um, today I got him out of the house and uh, took him to the shopping center. We have big Walmart shopping centers all over the south here where I live. She said, we went to Walmart. Uh, she said, uh, he got out of the car, got in the wheelchair, and rolled up uh, you know, into the store. But once he got in the store... He got out of the chair and walked around the whole time I was shopping. And I said, wow, that's awesome, fantastic. And uh, she said, uh, I need another bottle. She got another bottle. She left. A couple uh, weeks, few weeks, a month or so later, she comes back in again, smiling from ear to ear. Uh, she says, I, 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 I can't believe what's happening. i got to tell you. So I said, well, tell me about it. What's going on with you? And <laughs> she, said, she said, you're not going to believe this, uh, but um, today uh, my husband got outside and mowed the yard. She said, but it's funny because he wouldn't mow the front yard. He only mowed the backyard. And I said, so when he came in the house, he said, I asked him, why, why, did, why won't you mow the front yard? He said, well, I don't want anybody to see me uh, out here on this lawnmower because I'm supposed to be dying. And uh, I said, that is, fan- that is fantastic. Uh, you know, the, the guy's on, in the hospice program, he's supposed to be dying. He don't want anybody to see him. He's out mowing his yard. And uh, so I said, that is amazing. And the, the story doesn't end there, though. Uh, uh, a few months later, uh, she comes back in the store one day, uh, again, smiling from ear to ear, just as happy as she could be. Uh, she said, I've got to tell you something. Uh, this is great news. She said, my husband, Jerry, uh, is a truck driver, and today he went back to work driving a truck. A few months before, he was sent home to die. So... Uh, 
that particular nutritional product, what was considered, you know, uh, 15 years ago when this happened, uh, definitely an alternative product, something that cardiologists in our area wouldn't even think about using or putting their patients on, uh, changed this guy's life, gave him his life back. So, um, wow. That, that's uh, uh, the powerful story that and it changed. It didn't just change his life. It changed, <laughs> changed mine as well uh, because, like I said, it motivated me, inspired me to continue what I was doing. And uh, so I uh, I, to this day, I still uh, uh, promote using coenzyme Q10 and a multitude of other supplements. And I could tell you story after story of, uh, of people's lives that I've seen change uh, from the simple uh, herbal or nutritional supplement. And not just that, from lifestyle changes as well. Because that's something I preach and I promote uh, is that, uh, you know, people just don't, you know, not to just take supplements, not to look for an alternative to a drug in the form of a supplement or in the form of an herbal or homeopathic product, but uh to think about what got you to this place with your health in the first place. And most of the time it's our lifestyle and we need to make lifestyle changes. So that's one of the things that I do uh, in the coaching that I do is I help ins- uh, encourage people, inspire people, motivate uh, people to make those lifestyle changes. Yeah. That must have made you uh, think about what else could we possibly be missing, <laughs> you know? Because oh, yeah. the way that that yeah. came, the way that that came up was just really kind of, I don't know, uh, serendipitous at the at best, but kind of out of left field, right? And then and yeah. then it, to have that dramatic effect, to to have that story to tell, uh, to have that happen right in front of you, basically. Did that make yeah. you just think, what are the other combinations and other things and other little, you know, things that we typically have, you know, with your classical training, we're taught to blow off and not think about or, you know, be unaware of because it just wouldn't in, come into your normal daily uh, routine or, or existence. And then and it must have just, with your background and everything, because you're, you're built to search out these kinds of things, that must have really turned you on to, trying to find out more, right? Oh, absolutely. A- absolutely. And, uh, you know, w- when that happened, uh, I, yeah, I ramped up the, the education, the self-education, and uh, tried to learn uh, even more. Like I said, took more courses, uh, went around uh, the, the country looking for other opportunities to learn. Um, and uh, it was, uh, yeah, it, it definitely, it, it, it fueled uh, that passion in me to uh, to learn even more and to find more things that I could help people with and share with people uh, that could make a, a difference just as it did in his life. Now, you mentioned having a, a, a coaching. You call it con- coaching or consulting with patients? Uh, it's, it's, it's some of both. Uh, sometimes okay. I just consult with somebody where I sit down, uh, you know, give them some advice on something, uh, but then there's others that, that uh, take to a coaching uh, program where, uh, you know, we start out and we work we work them through those lifestyle changes that I'm talking about. Uh, so it, it's, it's some of both. Uh, but uh, I really, really like, I like doing them both, but I really love to, uh, 
to coach somebody, take somebody and take them through a process and see the the, the changes uh, take place right before my eyes and right before their eyes. That's uh, that's very that's very rewarding. Lots of fun. How much do you do offline versus online? Do you do online um, anything, um, consulting oh, yeah. or anything like that? Okay. Well, how does oh, that yeah. work? Absolutely. Uh, we use phone. We use Skype. Um, I use um, uh, the Zoom platform. Um, I like it uh, a lot. So, yeah, we, we connect online, see each other face-to-face. Uh, and sometimes it's, sometimes it's just by phone. Uh, do it a variety of different ways, uh, emailing things back and forth uh, to each other. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, with the technology we have today, you know, I, I've got people in different areas of the country that I work with, uh, and it's uh, it makes it uh, makes it easy uh, easy to do. All right, that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, what that that must have felt pretty cool the first time you did it to have the. You know, because when we all got online, we were we were doing business stuff, and it was fascinating to no end um, to be able, to be on a conference and talking to people in several different countries at the same time um, across vast distances and everything like that. But uh, I would imagine it had a little extra spark for you because of what you're doing. I mean, you know, you're helping people improve their lives, live longer, um, saving lives. Uh, and not doing it in the traditional way that you came up where everybody would come in and see you and you just work on a local level. And that must have been pretty exciting. The first uh, might still be exciting to you to think about that, oh, yeah. actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It is. And, um, you know, I've got uh, clients that I work with uh, all over the country and uh, just uh, recently was working with a couple of people in Dallas and, uh, people in uh, Nashville area, California, just all uh, all areas of the country, and it's it just uh, technology uh, amazes me, and the power we have in our hands today with technology to be able to do this kind of work and touch people, not just the people that are down the street from me, uh, or people that are across town, across the county, uh, but all the way across the country. That's uh, uh, that, that's amazing, and uh, we're living in a, uh, a time that's uh, it's just um, sometimes it's uh, it's mind-boggling uh, the the things that I see and uh, all the uh, technology just keeps getting uh, better and better and better. And, uh, there's so many platforms out there, so many things that can be used to reach people today, and one of the things uh, uh, that I'm doing. Uh, I do a, uh, a Facebook Live program every uh, every week now, and uh, that uh, that's something I learned about at uh, social uh, social media world uh, conference that I went to uh, back in March. Uh, is the power and uh, technology of using video, uh, and that's particularly with Facebook Live. And that's I don't know if if y'all have done much of that or seen much of that, but that's kind of blowing up. A lot of people are, oh, yeah. are utilizing utilizing that platform and doing a lot of different things with it. So uh, every Friday I do a uh, a Facebook Live broadcast called Feeling Good uh, Friday, uh, where I go on and talk for you know usually 
less than 10 minutes uh, about a particular health subject or about food, uh, you know, healthy eating or healthy lifestyle, uh, healthy relationships, all kinds of different things. And it's just it's just a lot of fun, uh, something that uh, I enjoy doing and, and reaching people uh, in that way uh, across across the whole world, not just Let's, in the United States, but worldwide. Right, right. Let's get geeky for a little minute here. Let's get a little techie. What, uh, have you used any of those new um, auto-focusing cameras, Amiibos, or anything like that, or are you just using a phone, or how are you doing your uh, Facebook Live setup? Yeah, uh, well, right now I've just been I've just been using my iPhone. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've used it, but I've I've looked at uh, I've been seeing the advertisements and stuff for those cameras, and uh, I'm uh, definitely uh, considering uh, one of those. Uh, I don't think you got to have somebody doing the operation for you. With, uh, what's the neat thing about uh, the iPhone? I can just set it up on my tripod and reach across and hit the button and, and go. Uh, but right. uh, some of these other other cameras, you got to have somebody operating it uh, for you. Uh, so that makes it, uh, you know, a little more difficult to be able to, to do what I do because a lot of times I just uh, I do some impromptu stuff sometimes. But you know, in my weekly weekly show, uh, I may be out in the middle of woods somewhere. Uh, I may be uh, like in downtown Chicago somewhere. I'm a, I, I record my show somewhere different every Friday, uh, so I'm always on the move and doing different things. But um, yeah, I definitely looked at those, and I saw um, uh, Joel Com was uh, promoting a, a 360 camera uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. I, I watched a video with him doing an open open box of this new uh, camera that looked pretty cool, uh, the 360. So, uh, yeah, I'm very much interested in finding out more about those things and possibly using them in the future. Well, you're following the right guy because I think camera people know to just send Joel their stuff the minute it's released because – you can't get much better publicity than that when he's taking something out of a box and showing people stuff. So, oh, yeah. you know, sometimes you wonder if he just likes getting free cameras uh, to try oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he, he's he's really taking advantage of it. The thing is, that leverage is available to everybody, right? I mean, you only need oh, yeah. your iPhone. You don't need yeah. all that other stuff would be nice. You just don't you don't have to have it to go. What made you get up and do it? When you watch, as everybody goes to these, um, you know, the social media events, and they say, "Here's what you guys got to do," and you look around, there's three or four hundred people in the room, and you go back home and you start doing it, and you don't get the sense that all three or four hundred of those people actually, you know, when they said do Facebook Live, it's a really big deal. You went home and took yeah. action on it. They. You know, a lot of other people don't. I mean, you, I have a huge stream. I have a bunch, a bunch of friends, and a lot of them are in marketing. And there's like two or three who do – two or three out of thousands who do Facebook Live. Um, and they do it more than me. I don't even do it that much. So you, you, what, what made you go and say – I mean, there's a difference between somebody who hears something, says that's a good idea, and then goes and takes action on it. What would you say that difference is for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, at social media, one of the speakers there was uh, was talking about it and uh, talking about using video. And um, I had uh, I had done a little bit with video, not a whole lot, 
and uh, I really wasn't excited about about using it. But uh, she made the statement, and I think it was uh, uh, Amy Schmittauer, I think is her name, uh, made the comment that uh, by uh, by 2020, the uh, 80% of social media uh, will be video. And I said, hmm. I need to think about that. Uh, <laughs> we'll move, uh, you know, if it's uh, that short period of time, we're looking at eighty uh, percent being video. Maybe I need to take a closer look at this and, and pursue it. So, um, I, I started seeing after that uh, event, I started seeing a couple other people uh, throw out some Facebook Live stuff, and I said, you know what, I can do this. I said it's not that hard. I said I can do it. So. Uh, uh, I did one, tried it. It was it, it was uh, it was easy, a lot easier than I thought it would be. And I said, well, you know what? I'm gonna uh, I, I think I'm gonna start a show. And uh, uh, Jamie, uh, I get a newsletter every uh, every Monday uh, from um, I think uh, Jamie Tardy's Me and Air Monday. And uh, I said, you know what? That's a good idea. I like the I like that. I'm gonna come up with Feeling Good Friday. So I said, okay. Uh, uh, Feeling Good Friday sounds good. I'm gonna call it that. I, uh, I started my first show. Uh, I don't know. It's probably been I've been doing it for almost three months now, and uh, I've got uh, thousands of views every Friday. Uh, that the, the people that uh, click on and and, uh, and view the show at some point. I don't get a lot of live viewers, uh, but uh, uh, you know after the show's up. Uh, I've been getting thousands of views, so uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun, I, I, and I'm I'm reaching people, touching people's lives out there that I couldn't uh, otherwise. Uh, that's exciting to me. Do you think that, um, from your experience of doing other things on Facebook before doing this, do you think that Facebook shows um, plays favorites with its new technology in order to Get more people using it, and by that I mean, you you mentioned you know you get thousands of views, and and I wonder because a lot of people say this, if Facebook makes some of that stuff more discoverable, meaning that that they want people to start using it a lot more, and so if you use their new stuff like Facebook Live, they give you more preferential treatment in how that travels across Facebook and is discovered by new people. Do you get the sense that that's true? Uh, I wouldn't doubt it at all. <laughs> I, I would, uh, uh, I would think that that's uh, that that's exactly what they're doing, probably, and, uh, uh, and it'd be you know smart smart move on their part if, it is, if they are. Yeah, they had a uh, a little bit of a problem that cropped up uh, early this year, late last year, where people were talking about. Um, the amount of original content that was being produced by your average Facebook user, and it was going way, 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 way down. And uh, you know, people were sharing stuff that wasn't the problem, but that wasn't original stuff. You know, there was a lot of sharing, a lot of sharing, but not as much people like you creating original stuff. And I think that it'd be nice to see that study again done again this year because it seems like maybe Facebook's made a dent in that problem. Um, just with uh, just with live, 
just with people oh, yeah. trying it out. I think it probably skewed their numbers quite a bit because everybody tries it out at first. But I wonder about the stick rate of it. For people like you who are doing a regular show, you've decided to make this a regular thing. So your original content production went through the roof when you started doing that. And I wonder how many yeah. other people that might have uh, affected in the same way and might have dealt with that problem that Facebook was facing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's good uh, good thinking there. I I, I would uh, be willing to bet you're right uh, that uh, that survey would be a whole lot different today. Yeah. Well, where do you see it going? What what are some other things that you like to do, um, or is there anything else that you really uh, care that much about? Is this giving you the exposure that you need to get new clients and uh, uh, get that traffic, or or are there some other things that you're really interested in, in or have seen results with? Um, yeah, as far as uh, with the social media, I'm looking at uh, YouTube uh, as well, taking these Facebook Live videos that I'm, uh, uh, that I'm creating every week with my show and uh, maybe uh, using those or repurposing those on YouTube uh, as well. And having them available on my website uh, is another thing because if people, anybody goes to my website, CarsonAfter.com, uh, they can uh, be able to access or see those videos there. So I'm in a process right now of getting that done where those videos are accessible from, from my website. All the videos that I've you know, uh, produced over the past three months or so. Uh, but, yeah, there's, uh, uh, there's other platforms out there. Uh, that uh, uh, may end up being bigger and better uh, than Facebook Live. Uh, I don't know. This, uh, I think it's uh, it's kind of started something here because I see other uh, other things popping up out there that um, uh, people are doing with, with live broadcast. We'll see what comes yeah. out of it. I think it's going to be uh, uh, like this speaker at Social Media World said. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think she's probably right on. Uh, in the next uh, few years, we're going to see uh, more video than anything else. Yeah. It's just gotten so easy, quick. Um, everybody's equipped. I think we had to wait until a certain critical mass of those special little devices that we are all carrying around in our hands now, you know, really got yeah. to a certain point. And, you know, they got better cameras in them than, than – uh, <laughs> a lot of the cameras we used to spend thousands of dollars on, and they just keep getting better. And, uh, uh, you know, access to the web is fairly ubiquitous. I mean, it's just everywhere now in the States. And, uh, you know, and it's starting to even being flown over countries in Africa by Facebook itself uh, with with their little uh, project of flying Wi-Fi. I mean, literally dropping it out of the sky, so to speak. <laughs> So yeah. that people who've never been able to get internet access are starting to get it. So hooking up that rest of the world that's still not, uh, it's a significant portion of the world actually, population-wise, it's still not on. It's its pretty cool. 2016 seems a little bit, you know, I think I, I was thinking, you know, around 2010, it would have been nice to have this kind of video revolution, but, um, but it, it's taken a little longer than I thought it would, but it's pretty cool that it's happening. And yeah, I, I totally agree. I wonder how brave people would be in comments and everything else. You know how people spout off about things. And, uh, you know, if if a social site said, uh, you know, only comments that can be made today have to be made on video. 
<laughs> you know, and yeah. you're not allowed to, to, to write a comment out. You've got to make it on video. I wonder if it would make the web a little bit more civil <laughs> in some respects, or maybe it wouldn't. Maybe it would be not what I expect at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, it it is. Uh, this this technology is exciting, and uh, it, it's uh, especially exciting to me with what I do and be able to get the message out there about living healthier uh, taking better care of ourselves uh, because, you know, the healthcare system that we have here in the United States is one of the best in the world, but still it's got lots of problems. And it's uh, it's more of a sick care system than it is a health care system. Uh, we're taking right. care uh, or trying to hold up sick folks and uh, with medications. And, you know, as a, as a pharmacist, you know, people look at me, I can't believe you're doing what you do. You were trained as a pharmacist. You're... And, and you're anti-medicine, but I'm not anti-medicine. I'm pro-nutrition. I'm pro-supplements. Uh, I'm pro-alternatives because uh, medicine has its place, but it's gotten to a point to where in the healthcare system that we have, uh, nobody thinks outside the box anymore. Uh, and the way that uh, pharmacists, doctors are trained is that, hey, there's a medicine for this. There's a drug for this. Uh, just mm-hmm. like, uh, and guess who told them that? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. uh, the the drug companies are, uh, you know, it, it's uh, they're uh, they're pushing uh, so many things out there, and uh, a lot of the the medications, the drugs that are, you know, they got so many horrible side effects. And I know there's uh, some medications that are are needed, and they saved lives and they've done a lot uh, good for people uh, but the side effects of a lot of these newer medications uh, they're horrible and uh, a lot of what I've mm-hmm. dealt with over the years as a pharmacist is helping people uh, deal with the side effects of a particular medicine yeah. that they've been told that they can't do without or they have to take the rest of their lives and it's not necessarily true uh, and I think that's a message, a false message that some of these drug companies have pushed on uh, healthcare providers is that, hey, you know, you get the patient started on this, they're going to need to stay on it for the rest of their life. Uh, and a good example of that one is uh, is what's known as statin drugs, the uh, yeah. cholesterol-lowering cholesterol drugs. A lot of people are told, hey, you know, you you, you got to stay on this the rest of your life. You got to take this cholesterol medication. Well, the side effects are horrible, and um, you know I tell people, no, you don't necessarily have to stay on that the rest of your life. You can make these changes. You can make these lifestyle changes. There are nutritional supplements. If your cholesterol really needs lowering to this certain point that they say it needs to be lowered to, which I don't always agree with, uh, then you know there are natural alternatives that don't have the side effects that these drugs have. And, uh, I'm probably going to make some people mad by say, <laughs> saying what I say, but that's okay. I want them to hear the truth, that they don't have to stay on a, uh, necessarily have to stay on a cholesterol-lowering drug the rest of their life. Sometimes they don't even need it, period. Uh, mm-hmm. There's uh, the numbers that they're trying to reach. Uh, I've seen over my years, 30-plus years as a pharmacist, those numbers uh, keep dropping, Uh Fifteen years ago, uh, the numbers that they say you have to reach now with your cholesterol-lowering goals were higher than they are today. And uh, 
So mm. I, it's uh, to me, it's um, uh, something that they uh, they keep lowering the standards uh, or, or lowering the numbers, so that uh, yeah. in my my opinion, get more people taking the drugs. Well, in 15 years, uh, that represents you know 15 changes in position on uh, whether eggs are good or bad for you. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, lot exactly. of you know because every year it changes, right? They're good, yeah, they're bad, exactly. they're good, they're bad. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of psychology and all of this stuff for business people, really, because when you get just your average person off the street who doesn't, you know, doesn't have anybody who works for the pharmaceutical industry, doesn't have anybody that's a doctor in the family, when you get that person to have a reaction to you saying that there's an even an alternative, and you haven't even told them what the alternative is, you could be talking about walking extra mile a day, which who could argue yeah. with that? But they, but you suggesting that there might be an alternative to Western medicine when people are just going into hospitals and never coming back out in huge numbers and and then told that they have to stay on drugs for the I mean there's a lot of really the best thing I think Western medicine has ever done is is the is the progress being made in in you know trauma and being able to yeah. keep people from dying from from just crazy accidents and stuff like that I think that's the the pinnacle actually for me yeah. is is what Western medicine has done and then everything else, that for-profit stuff where people are just designing drugs, designing problems, and then telling yeah. everybody you got this problem, and then here's a drug for it. And people are like, wait a minute, I don't think I had that problem, but it sounds familiar. Do you suffer from, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah but, but there's a lot of leverage in the ability to look at an opportunity, to see an opportunity, and to decide you were, you were part of a system and you were an accepted part of a system, a pharmacist, and there were rules, and there were, here's what a pharmacist is, here's what a pharmacist isn't, here's what uh, kinds of things a pharmacist does and does not do, and you broke with that. And, yeah. and that must have been, you know, I mean, you, you had to probably get hit right away from some people saying, why would you ever do that? You've left the church of Western medicine, which it really <laughs> is truly sort of a religion. <laughs> It must yeah. have been kind of hard for you, but look at the opportunities it presented for you to have the foresight to go, there is something here for me. I could, I could do something I'm more fulfilled at and be successful at it. Now, that's also a very rare uh, thing for a person to recognize in their life as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, when I first started doing this, uh, Jack, I, I got a lot of pushback. Uh, sure, I had uh, uh, I had doctors call me up, and you know some of them actually would curse me on the phone. You know, saying, "Hey, uh, blank of the blank, don't tell my patients about this stuff anymore. I don't want them knowing about it." And um, and 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 I had people calling me, you know, uh, uh, a natural guru, and calling me different names and stuff. And I thought, "That's fine. I I I didn't let it bother me because I saw." the results uh, of what I was uh, uh, promoting and teaching. Uh, I saw the results uh, in my own life. So uh, they couldn't tell me I was crazy. <laughs> they couldn't tell me that this stuff is, is, is voodoo medicine or whatever. Uh, they could call it whatever they wanted to. Uh, I was seeing uh, results with it, and, uh, and that, yeah. that, uh, that made a difference. So, yeah. The, now, the being, a, being a mover, probably one of the first, you know, I mean, when you decided to do this, it was far less popular than it is today to do this. 
I would imagine. Oh, yeah, and and you yeah. one could consider you and people like you like trailblazers in any industry when you jump out so early in the game. Now now it's it's a lot safer environment in in most industries where people did that first jumping a long time ago. For somebody else to look brave and do it, one has to wonder how many of those doctors with the state of what it is to be a doctor today, and it really, you know, it used to mean that you were you were automatically rich and you lived in the best part of town and everything was, you know, but that has so radically changed. And I've watched doctors try to find a new way to make a living, like, you know, my mom and dad's era, they didn't, the doctors were the thing, and everybody wanted to, you know, go be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, but doctor was right up there. Every parent was super proud of that. And then I look in my doctor's eyes, and he's just searching for something else. He's so tired of how the insurance is. He's so tired of playing the game, and he's gotten a little woo-woo because we would talk about some things that are like, hey, this is not a typical patient-doctor Western medicine conversation that we're having here. This is, I was impressed. It was pretty cool, but I could see the strain that that produced in him because pharmaceutical reps were coming in every single day telling him to shove everything down people's throats and do this and do that. So he was caught in the middle and hadn't yet, and still I believe hasn't. I haven't seen him in a while, but uh, jumped off and done anything else. It's a pretty terrible position yeah. to be in, you know, stress. It's a lot like what you described when you were unhappy with uh, working with a big chain and, and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 it's, it's so true. And, um, you know, there's so many healthcare professionals out there today, doctors and pharmacists, that are uh, caught in a trap, so to speak. They're in the system. They're part of the system. And and uh, they don't know, uh, you know, they don't know what to do. They They see that there's uh that it's not right and they feel it uh they want to do something uh, but a lot of times they're trapped um and, and a lot of times it's the the trap of debt uh that's got them there mm-hmm. uh and uh so they they you know they've got to stick with it they got to keep doing what they know keep doing what they uh what they've been taught to provide for their uh for their family and to uh, you know, make the payments on whatever uh, it is that they have. So uh, they end up in that trap. And I see that. It's happened to me. It's happened to other people. Uh, but uh, I have seen a shift over the past probably five to ten years, and then and, you know, in most recent years, of even more of a shift of doctors who are realizing, hey, you know, this this natural stuff out there, these alternatives that I was so against ten years ago, uh, they're starting to uh, tell their patients, hey, you know, maybe you need to try this, maybe you need to do this. And I've had doctors sending patients to me saying, hey, you need to go, you need to go see Doctor Phil and let him help you with this. I don't know that much about it, but he can help you with it. And so they're becoming more and more open uh, to that, and and actually. Uh, as I said, I, uh, I co-founded the Life Transformation Medical Center back in March with uh, an MD, uh, a traditionally trained MD. But uh, who is probably very much happier now than she was before, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely, because she has the same mindset that I do about natural products. She uh, she was actually has been for quite a few years. We've been kind of working back and forth with each other. One of the few doctors in our area would actually refer patients to me, and I referred patients to her because she was open to alternatives. 
she was open to using natural medicine and and, uh, and supplements and herbals and homeopathics. And uh, so I had been telling her uh, for quite a few years that she needed to get out of the practice she was in and come out on her own. That she And if she did, she wouldn't have any problem having all the patients she wanted because uh, of what she believes uh, as far as natural products and natural medicine and alternatives go. And so uh, the end of last year, she called me one day and she said, you know what? She said, I, I think I'm ready to do what you've been telling me uh, to do. I'm ready to get out of this practice. And, and, uh, and she said, uh, but I want you to do it with me. Uh, I want you to help me. Uh, so uh, we, uh, we we co-founded the Life Transformation Medical Center together. But uh, she's one of those unique uh, uh, doctors that um, has a strong belief in helping the patients in any way she can, and she believes like I do in making life and helping them make lifestyle changes as well. She's a she's a teacher. Uh, she's a teacher at heart, like I am. And I love teaching people and and watching them take what they've learned and put it into action. So we're on the same page as far as that goes. But there are other doctors. Uh, still out there that uh, are totally closed-minded when it comes to natural products uh, that will still uh, tell their patients, no, you don't need that supplement, don't don't do that, don't do this, uh, because they they still don't believe uh, in the power of it and what it can do for them. And that that saddens me, but... Yeah. The the game that uh, is currently being played in any industry has a whole set of standards and rules and things that protect that industry from people branching off and doing something else, like we've been talking about for this hour. Now, the big thing in 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 your situation is insurance, right? The big the big one of the big regulators that tries to protect that industry. Although I think it's pretty much leaking like a sieve at this point, but yeah. that's what insurance is kind of, it was a stopgap. It was like, well, I can't go see this natural guy because my insurance isn't going to cover any of that. I'm addicted to mm-hmm. thinking that, you know, the insurance is going to cover. And the thing is, that person's going to go home right after they go to the hospital and get in an argument with an insurance rep about something that was supposed to be covered. Anyway, I mean, it's like, it's not like it's just paid, you know, it's not like the old days when yep. my mom would go to, she had Medicare and all that kind of stuff, and she'd just go to the hospital and everything was paid, and she didn't ever have any problems. She only had problems with ambulance companies, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, but the, uh, <laughs> but that racket is kind of up now, and so what's your experience with that? Now, you, you, you have people coming in, they're probably not uh, covered, in, if they have insurance at all, they're probably not covered for some of the things that you bring in. Um, or you bring up that they might want to do, and your coach, coaching and stuff like that, of course, is not going to be covered by insurance, but it right. obviously hasn't had that much of an impact on on your practice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there, there are still people that are in that mindset that, hey, if my insurance don't cover it, I can't do it. Uh, but there are uh, more and more people that are breaking away from that and breaking out of that and realizing, hey, uh, you know, my insurance may not cover it, but I know I need it. I've got to do something for my health. I've got to make some uh, some changes. This this side effect that these drugs are giving me, I can't live with them anymore. Uh, and people are uh, beginning to to realize, hey, I 
I got to find the money somewhere. I'll find the money somewhere. Or most time they realize they have the money anyway. They just have have that mindset that that uh, that the insurance is supposed to pay for it. And if it's not covered by insurance, mm-hmm. well, I don't know if I need it or not. And uh, but that's beginning to change, and I'm glad I'm glad to see it. Uh, but there's well, so, so many, many people other people are, are just. Well, I was yeah, just going to say, so, so many, many people, people are going trapped. really crazy nowadays. They're they're just getting on planes and going to Mexico and Spain and places where procedures yeah. that are waiting to get approved here and probably will be approved here. They just it just it's a glacial pace. If you don't have the kind of money a pharmaceutical industry uh, has to barrel something through the FDA, then you've got to wait. Because that's where they're spending all their time is on these real designer drugs. They don't have time to go look at a new procedure. So people are jumping in planes at their own expense to go. And for everything, even as basic as dental, I know two or three people who have gone to different countries just to get dental stuff done. And so, yeah, I I think it's just disintegrating that whole idea that we used to have about – uh, the, the the industry and insurance and everything else it's kind of eating itself now so that's interesting it's and it's opportunity right i mean for those yeah. of you who got into what you do because you care and because you want to help and i'd say that's probably every single person who ever i mean mom and dad wanted you to be a doctor but there still had to be something in you in order to get through 12 years of school residency and everything else that wanted to help people or you would never be able to sustain it just because of your parents wishes (laughs) right that's right so that's right you know i mean people want to help and then and but then they got you know trapped and uh it's just really nice to be able to see people like you breaking free and being out there and thriving uh where you're not supposed to you're not according to you know the way things are supposed to be technically you're not supposed to be able to do that you're supposed to stay in the system and mind your p's and q's that's right that's right right but yeah and, and uh you know I've, I've broken out dr washington has broken out there's others uh, uh and but I, i've seen this happen in, in other parts of the country for uh for years but i'm in the deep south uh, I'm in a, a you know area that's uh, you know that's impoverished and, and uh, uh, you don't see as much of that happening here where I live. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, I I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, uh, the decision that I made several years ago to go in this direction, I wouldn't change it for uh, for anything. And uh, I, if there's anybody out there that's listening that's thinking about hey making that that jump, making that change. Uh, I encourage you to find a way uh, to do it because your life will be so much better, so much more rewarding. And the, and what I see happening in these uh, doctors, other pharmacists, is the stress. Just like the stress was killing me years ago in that change situation, the stress is killing them. Uh, I got a pharmacist friend of mine that I've been working with uh, now. He's he's I've been coaching him. He's got he got diagnosed with diabetes a couple years ago, and I've been coaching him back to health. And he's in that kind of situation, stress, stress, stress. And he, he wants to get out, but he feels trapped. He says, I, I just don't know that I can I can do it. He's uh, about 60 years old, and he just don't know, you know, hey, can, can I make this change or not? Uh, but there's a lot of people out there that are trapped. But I tell you, I say if you can find a way to get out, get out and pursue something and, and uh, you know, retain or regain your health. Don't let the stress destroy you like it was destroying me, like it was destroying my friend. 
Well, there's so much opportunity, my goodness, because the, the, the industry is well established and it has a pretty good firm grip still. It's just only fraying on the edges. So anybody who does get out, they're probably going to be the only game in town. And to your point about, you know, you're in an, you're in an area where you are definitely a trailblazer. It is not inconceivable that 10 years from now on another podcast, someone in your area is going to credit Dr. Carson for being one of the trailblazers and giving you giving them that idea that they're doing what they really love to do and that there's a lot more practitioners and a lot more natural uh, holistic uh, places to go in your area because you're leading the charge and yeah. and somebody's going to have to give you credit for that way down the line which you don't need it but it, it's, I'm going to recognize you for it right here <laughs> and yeah. and thank you for doing that thank you for being you. Yeah, where where yeah, can people I, I go really to find out more that. about you and your, your website? And uh, you know, uh, what what do you recommend people do when they're exploring their their options? Yeah, um, I re- uh, they can go to CarsonNatural.com. That's my website. Uh, I've got a lot of things on there that they uh, they can learn about. I've got some free resources on there. 